Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. This week for episode, let's see if I can get this right, C-X-X-X-V-I-I. Uh, I believe that's correct. Uh, anyway, um, as always, you are joined by myself, Drew, uh, my good mate, Phil, and our dear, dear friend, Bianca, who is becoming quite the regular, and it is wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's been busy reciting the lyrics to I Want It That Way. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? We are good. Mm-hmm. Alive and well, and uh, I can tell you, based on the... Uh, deep conversation we had before going on air that is correct that is the Roman numeral uh, for this episode yes for this, for this episode which we're titling I think somewhere along the lines of I haven't quite decided yet but somewhere along the lines of Pointless and the Ridiculous something like that yeah indeed of well. course because yeah it seems fitting doesn't it mm, it does it's, it's based on the topics of discussion for this episode, this said episode, C-X-X-X-V-I-I. Yes, we've got quite a bumper episode here, don't we? We've got a little bit of talk about the, uh, God, what, what else can we call it? The, um, the long and the monotonous, the <laughs> That's good. loud and the obtrusive, the overlong and disturbingly frustrating franchise known as The Fast and The Furious. That has way Not too to be many compu- movies. confused with... Way too yes, many Yes. Of course, we've got to make sure we don't confuse it with the fourth film, Fast and Furious. Because the fourth film is neither fast nor furious. It's uh, a long runway with a plane that takes forever to take off. Or is that the fifth one? I don't know. Who cares? It's no, that's number six, but but we will get into six. that. Okay. We, we will absolutely get into it as I have done the uh, almost complete rewatch in the last week. Yeah, Drew, we, <sighs> we, we, I like to think of us as a unit here on Kent and the Steering Team, and thanks to Drew, we've all watched all of the films except for Hobbs and Shaw. I, does it count that I watched Hobbs and Shaw less than probably two months ago? No. Look, I did the same. I watched it on the plane. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't seen it and it I was, don't plan on. Again, I'm not, not watching it. it... Oh, well, I, I, I genuinely we'll, think that Hobson we'll, we'll Shore is up it. there as one of the better ones. I mean, the better ones of the last... I, I, I agree. From, ...from the fourth onward. Look, there's no, I don't have an issue with that so much, but, but Hobson Shore is part of the um, Fast and Furious universe. Is it not? Yeah? Yes. It? It yes, is. it is. Yeah, it is. Well, therefore, it automatically doesn't get watched by me. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. Um, The solution is to get you really drunk. (laughs) uh, No, because then I will do damage to said television that you're trying to make me watch it on, which I do not want to do. I will just make sure it's watch it on a projector. Same (laughs) issue. Uh, Okay, so we've got a little bit of that. We've got a little bit of Breaking Bad, because Drew, as we spoke about several weeks ago, Drew finished Breaking Bad, and we need to touch on that a little bit more. Um, yes. And if we have the time for it, as um, perhaps alluded to earlier on, we may be discussing um, a little bit of back- Backstreet Boys, and that is because we were talking about the fact that Backstreet Boys were on Arthur, something that Bianca had forgotten. And not only that, though, but Arthur is very old, as it turns out. Yes, that's what I meant to say. A bit like The Simpsons... It's also timeless, except that Simpsons is aging horribly. Anyway, on with the show. show. Drew, 
On with the show. On with Drew. the show. On with the show. Drew, you watched Breaking Bad finally. Finally, you've had how many attempts at watching it? Okay, so this was the third attempt to watch Breaking Bad. And the what first point... attempt. Yes. Yeah. No, I was no, going to say, what point in each of those attempts did you stop? Those first two attempts, did you stop? Uh, both of them I stopped at about the same point, which is just as you get into season three. So I think like the first half of season three, somewhere in there. Now, I haven't watched Breaking Bad for such a long time because you've been waiting for such a long time to actually finish the bloody thing. Um, well, not waiting, but just putting it off. Uh, remind me, uh, in your more recent memory, each season involves what? Main plotline of each season? Uh, okay, so... Ugh, God, it, it all blurred for me. I, I recall season one is very distinctive because he's still got hair. That's, <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it's, the, it's the him glaring... Getting, it's him getting more and more unwell, but pushing on doing what he's doing. And doing it for the yeah. right reasons, I guess, if there yeah, are right so reasons. Yeah, it's the start of him uh, undertaking this monumental task of uh, making and distributing meth and the beginning of his partnership with Jesse Pinkman. And then season two sort of continues down that vein where he's realizing that he's quite good at it and that he can create something that he can be proud of and he's finally starting to feel a little bit of achievement and success in his life. Mm-hmm. But he sees that there are threats that could undo it. And that's when he starts taking a darker turn and starts taking actions that, um, that make him into the person he will become. And is then it, season three. It, yeah. Is it not season two where we finally see him bald he's got his flat cap on or his his hat on yeah and he, yeah he's become heisenberg <clears throat> yeah and he he kind of goes and meets them in that that office and then it blows up or there's a shootout or something i can't remember exactly what it was i think the meth explodes or something like that yeah so that starts from season two and sort of i i find seasons two and three kind of mesh together a fair bit yeah because a lot of a lot of the same stuff's occurring. Um, certainly, they begin to have some serious problems with the cartels, mm-hmm. and then um, they get Gus. Gus comes into the picture, and they they start yep. working for Gus. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. Gus eventually moves them out of the um, out of the RV mm-hmm. and into and their own facility. Bit, yeah, a much bigger facility. And that's that was something I never even got to. I never even got to them uh, destroying the RV. Like both my previous attempts never got there. No. So like I, again, like I was very early days. I never realized just how early into the show I really was. He got an but, assistant and everything. <laughs> yeah, it just I don't know what it was. I so the first time I tried it was um, second half of two thousand and. Thirteen, mm-hmm. and you would have been the first just, time I. And he just weren't feeling it and kind of ran out of steam. Yeah, there was a lot going on at the time. I became a parent yes. at that time as well, so that kind of precluded it. Um, I tried again a, a few years ago. I I tried getting getting to it again, and I got to the same point again, and I just ran out of steam at that point again. 
but this time I was hell bent on making it through to the end. Well, look with uh, with quarantine on your doorstep, why not? Exactly, it was a perfect opportunity to mm-hmm. have a crack at it. And you did it. And what are your thoughts on it? What What do you think? I, I look. I, I I've um, I've always rated Breaking Bad very highly in the sense that it's one of the few shows that I think sticks very well to its start, middle, and end, rather than other shows which kind of continue building as it goes. And it's you know, take The Walking Dead for example, another AMC show, um, a show which I think has done an awful job, but kind of maybe overstaying its welcome. It's lost its entire original cast essentially, or, or mostly. Um, and they're continuing to churn this thing out, which is getting more and more ridiculous and more and more, you know, uninteresting, I think. Perhaps it's following more comic book lines, which it's based on, but nonetheless it's becoming more ridiculous as a television show and away from what it originally set out to be, which was slightly different from the comic book. Anyway, um, whereas Breaking Bad very much had a start, middle, and end, it was five seasons, and that's all it was, and it was never meant to be more, and it was never meant to be less. They stuck to those five seasons... And I think that they they never, unlike I think a lot of British shows, um, In Between Us, for example, um, Extras, all those sorts of things, which I think that are underdone and there's not enough of. Um, you know, you take something like Breaking Bad, which is probably perfect in, in length. Five seasons is perfect. It's... I've got a few thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. I, I really do, because it was so hyped up. And I feel like I would probably have benefited more from watching it as it came out each week. I would say so too. Um, particularly in regard to the final season, mm-hmm. because that's where most of my thoughts dwell on that final season and the way in which it was handled. The final season is a lot longer than the other mm-hmm. seasons. It wound up being, I think, 16 episodes instead of the usual like 10 to 12 or whatever it was. Yep. Is it 16? I think it's like, yeah, I think it's 16 episodes, but what they did, they split the season in half. They did one half one year and then they waited 12 months and then aired the second half. Mm -hmm. And I think that made it feel more suspenseful for the people that watched it. Yeah. Because we suddenly got that time gap as that, that, that time jump within the search to show as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they split the season with the time jump, Mm. but I don't know. I found that watching it, it starts off quite slowly and around the middle it finds good pacing and then it ramps up and moves very, very quickly at the end. And mm-hmm. it it is quite chaotic and it, it does barrel down toward an ending. But what I, I think is frustrating me is that it does move so quickly at the end that it doesn't feel like obviously they don't want to draw out the ending, but I think they've also done a disservice because they spend all this time building up and establishing things only to tear it all down in seconds. It didn't feel like it did justice to the characters in some respects. And I felt like some stuff was left a little too open. They didn't close all the doors that they should have because their focus was elsewhere. The other thing that frustrated me immensely was the fact that the ending, as great as the ending is, I feel like it was cheapened because we've seen Walter and Jesse in worse situations than the situation they find themselves in in that final episode. 
So, uh, spoiler alert for those of you that have not watched it, like I hadn't, um, obviously, I'd, I'd guessed it a long time ago that Walter would die at the end. That mm-hmm. was just, I, I just figured that was a given. But I felt like the way in which that happened and the characters involved in that scenario, I, I did not consider them to be the greatest threat in any way. For me, I, I always thought Gus was a far more formidable opponent than what they were reduced to. It's like taking on this giant corporation only to just get stabbed by some junkie in an alley at the end. Wait. My, my, mind you, <clears throat> I think what the show did really well was um, it, I think all bar one scene and the one scene being after the bomb goes off in the um, hospital. <clears throat> um I think all scenes throughout the show were quite realistic in that <clears throat> Walter was afraid of dying in the first season, very afraid of dying yeah. and and leaving nothing behind for his wife and kids and he was so and so kid and so therefore he was totally okay with being so illegal um and that continued in the second season he was still unwell um continued being unwell and then he started to go into remission and get better um but it was always this 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 started because he was dying so there was this this absolute almost carefreeness about you know life who cares if i die the point of it is to make money and he started making money and it started getting more and more successful and then they had the car wash to launder the money and so on and so forth and they kept doing that but at at at, at all times he was even if he was afraid of dying he wasn't afraid to die or be dead um and so he the whole show kind of continues with this idea of i can be more carefree than you can because it doesn't matter as much to me as it does to you and and so even even the end of it is is very much just trying to you know it's like having a a pack of cards that's on a table that's unshuffled the whole time it's just trying to you know, neaten that pile and get the stack nice and organized, nice and neat, you know, in case yeah. it all falls apart. And then it does fall apart. And and by something rather, uh, yeah, not not as, as you say, formidable as what Gus was, but nonetheless, still a threat and always a threat and anything's a threat. And, and it was always going to be something, anything that took him down, you know, the fact that it wasn't Hank or something like that um, earlier on. It just, it, it felt weak and it felt weak the way Hank died i Mm -hmm. i didn't like you see it coming Mm -hmm. but and and i guess you could argue that maybe that was the whole point that there was nothing um there was nothing glorious about the way in which any of them left they all left in a very undignified manner Mm. in a very dignified um, because it's a very scrappy way yeah because reality wouldn't be dignified either there would be no heroes Mm. going out yeah but i they tried to I don't know. burn a body away, and that w- fell through the floor. <laughs> like, it, it, no death was heroic and and clean, and you know went to plan. Nothing went to plan, just like the show I, was ending. Yeah, I, I just I think by the end of it, I genuinely believe that this the final season in particular mm-hmm. worked better on the assumption that people were watching it each week as the episodes came out, I no don't doubt. think it works as well in a binge. No, 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 no if doubt. If you're sitting and watching it as one long story, I do not find it to be as cohesive 
or as well written. And mm. like, I still think the whole thing's exceptionally well written. And I am a massive, massive fan of Vince Gilligan, the creator of the show. He is mm-hmm. one of my favorite television writers who wrote prolifically for the X-Files and wrote mm-hmm. some of my favorite episodes of the X-Files. But I just feel like part of the appeal of that particular final season of Breaking Bad hinged on watching it weekly. No, fair I enough. I think it it made the experience and it made the show work better. It's not something designed to binge. No, that that's fair enough. And and I think that um, I will say though, with no spoilers to to Dexter, it's a, Breaking Bad still goes out a lot more strongly than what Dexter does anyway. But no no spoilers. On oh, that it was one. infinitely but, better yeah. than that. <laughs> Everything was, is yeah. I think oh, I stopped boy. watching Dexter at some point and then I just watched the final season, which I wasn't sad about that I missed out on a bit. Like, I think I watched a bit of the Ice Pick Killer or Ice Truck Killer. Ice Truck Killer. And that then, was the first season. Dext- no, no, no. Dexter's pacing is better, though. Yeah, I, I think I just Dext- lost it yes. a bit after... What was the wife's name when she died? Rita. Rita. When Rita died, I was just yeah. like, I, I can't. I can't right now. Um, um, it was very hard after that. Yeah, well, the, well, the show the show plummets in quality after that. I think I think that I've, Sarah and I have now watched the fifth season. Um, the fourth season is the yeah the the, the big end to to Rhea, but the fifth one I always thought was um, the wind had been knocked out of its sails. Uh, look, it's not so bad, and it is is okay. But the sixth one. I think there's eight seasons, six, seven at least, if there is only seven or eight. I can't remember and I don't care. There's eight. Um, well, six, seven, and eight are very slow and nowhere near as good. And there is, unfortunately, especially between five and six, there's a time jump, but a time jump that's not necessary. Um, I think things would have been far better off if we continued off where we were, but instead there was a time jump and, and they poorly explained things that had happened in the time jump. We were just expected to understand what was going on. And we were introduced to a whole bunch of stuff, which were kind of like, oh, no, this is, we know them. This is X, Y, and Z. Like, we know who they are. And it's like, no, we don't. And you're talking to them. Who are they? What do they do? And Dexter ruined it like that. Um, Desperate Housewives did the same thing. They did a time jump and explained things poorly. Um, I think Breaking Bad's time jump is probably the best done for the most relevant reasons, other than because the show's failing and dying off. Um, like I mean, what? not a Lost... HBO show, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure no one here watches it, like you guys, but The 100 is one of my favourite shows. And I'm re-watching it. I was re-watching it um, today. And they do a time jump, but their time jump legitimately makes sense. They do and a five-year show... time jump. Yeah, I don't have but... a problem with a show doing a time jump. It's... It's that they're done because ratings are failing, so let's just try and shake up the story where we can kind of have a reset. No, Breaking time Bad... jumps have to be done in a particular way to make sense. Like, they yeah, can't so just I... use time jumps as an excuse to reset, is what I... Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so I'm guessing the 100s one is then done like Breaking Bad's one, where it's done intentionally because they need the story to be okay, we need to tell this part of the story because this happens a little bit further down the line, so we're going to jump to here. Whereas, say, yeah. Dexter, Lost, um, Desperate Housewives, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, they all do their time jump because 
they are failing and they have no better story to tell so we may as well jump into the future to try and introduce new people which you just expected to understand that they're there because they happened while we were away kind of thing which is wrong and that's what happens with all those shows they do it wrong but so breaking bad i think did a good job of it and i guess the 100 did too the, Breaking yeah. Bad did it well because Breaking Bad made a whole thing about foreshadowing from season one. Mm-hmm. They would show clips from later in the season or moments. Even the first episode opens with a clip from the end of that episode or something. And, yeah, yeah. And then exactly. it became a thing. So it was built into the whole structure of the show to do flash forwards mm-hmm. and to do time jumping. Like that. That is one of the tools in the sandbox for that show from the get-go when the other shows that you've named have done it it has not been, it's been a pre-existing yeah it, it wasn't something that was built in so it is very much a foreign concept being brought into a program yeah and that's where it's bloody hard to execute it amen amen and um just, i was just gonna say just to talk about the 100 one more time um no that the way they did theirs was basically <laughs> sorry it was just like the way they did theirs was theirs is a post-apocalyptic one so there was a radiation uh like they have five seasons and then the whole world is about to be flooded with radiation um because mm-hmm. of a nuclear error and they all go into underground and bunkers and one of them shoots off just like a group of them shoots off to space and one of them gets stuck on the earth And the time jump makes sense because it's five years later and it's about that the radiation's actually passed over the earth. They can exit Mm -hmm. and go outside again Mm -hmm. and they're trying to find each other. So they've been, and again, it employs flashbacks, but it makes sense because there's no point in having them all separate for five years. No. And like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. There's not a problem with that. So time, I think just like, there's a lot of shows I've been watching that incorporate massive time jumps. And I think, yeah, you need to use them sparingly and appropriately. I think also Stranger Things uses time jumps all the time, but it's only like a year, six months and all that. So yeah, again, it makes sense because that show is designed to be, I was going to say. There's for me makes sense because it feels like we we're basically just checking in on their lives once a year or once every two years we're stopping in at that point to check in on them it's like I, it's running in real time but i also think that bre- what breaking uh, what breaking bad what stranger things does that's clever is that these kids that they've hired are getting older and they have ne- they they don't have any control of the fact that they're all going through puberty and getting older and now they're yeah. what 15 16 years old in reality but in order to you, you, the, the the length of time that the production of a season goes for is longer than you know their age and what they're aging. Yeah. So therefore, I think that they're doing a very clever thing where they're 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 making the timeline of the show jump ahead to kind of yeah. keep up with the age that the kids are looking like. Well, and I think that's really clever. There's as opposed some to really say, terrible shows that have kids aging really terribly how many yeah again the oc <laughs> well how many how many teen dramas have we all watched where they realize too late that the kids have grown up faster than the characters and then they've well, gone oh let's do a time jump mm, so yeah. well, it jumps to oh they're in their third year of college and they're they're graduating yeah. becoming real humans now and 
Lost, Lost, like, we we lost one of the characters, Walt, on the show because he went through puberty and, you know, suddenly was not being this scrawny little kid. He's now like a seven foot bloody giant. So they removed him from the show because he got too old. You know, he aged. Yeah. And this is what happened. There was a, a show I absolutely loved called um, Falling Skies. It was, I think it was back when we were in high school, it was airing. But, like, they had a little kid on the first season. And between the first and the third season, it had only been, like, eight, like, six months, seven months or something. But obviously this kid had gone from being, like, he was already a 12-year-old playing a 10-year-old, so he was pushing it. So he was 15 and playing a 10-year-old. And it's, Ooh. like, yeah, this is not this, – this doesn't – you can't really – fake this one anymore so they Mm. they did a they did a time jump but it wasn't too big so it was kind of like a 15 year old playing a 12 year old which kind of worked but it was still awkward (laughs) you could just tell you're like you're not a 12 year old you're not a child anymore well again harry potter i mean the the kids aged faster than what they were in the films the series you know it's just it's something you can't avoid and and the but they Something didn't like look too bad. Do. Like you could, you can kind of like, whenever I do the binge of them, you can kind of say that's, you know, them hitting puberty over the summer kind of thing. You can get away but with that But they're 12 one. years old. They're 12 years old when they go through puberty and they're out of puberty by the time they're 13. Yeah, but. Yeah. You know, they have to start commenting. They have to make comments like, um, I'm sure it's in the book again. I'm not up to it. And the sixth one, Dumbledore says oh you need to shave harry it's like well of course he does he's like 25 years old (laughs) just because you couldn't grow a beard in high school i wasn't allowed to that's right we went to catholic school yeah my my brother had a beard my brother had a full beard at age 11 or 12 it was really funny my brother had to shave his whole face he just yeah well See, my problem is I've never been able to grow stubble. I only ever have either baby face or beard. I don't have in between. There is nothing in between. You know those actors and actresses who just look like a child forever? Mm-hmm. They creep me out. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that aren't going to uh, look like a child forever, um, Fast and Furious... Uh, no, yes. I'm not actually. I'm I'm not going to be making that segue. I'm going to stop that just there. Uh, Fast and Furious, which stars Paul Walker, well, starred Paul Walker, um, Vin Rip. Diesel, um, The Rock, uh, Jason Statham, basically all fat-headed guys in Hollywood, um, thumb-looking characters, I guess, <laughs> uh, in Hollywood, um, as well as <laughs> fantastic actors. Like, probably the worst actor in all of Hollywood, whoever that lady is, who's also in Avatar and was also in Lost. can't remember her name. The one that plays Letty. Oh, Michelle um, Rodriguez. Yeah, that's it. That's Michelle it. Yeah. Rodriguez. Exactly. The worst actor in all of Hollywood besides Vin Diesel. Correct. Um, then we have the guy that plays Han, whatever his name is. We have Ludacris. We have the guy that plays um, whatever his name is. And... That's it. That's the that's Roman. uh, yeah. That's the show. <laughs> You're like that's fast so, and furious. Uh, that's that's it. fast and furious. <laughs> that's, so that's guys, it. out of ten, how far 
into the minus score are we giving the franchise? Oh, oh. see, it minus has its moments. Spinal tap, it goes to 11. Incorrect, it actually gets minus 14. Really? Oh, out okay. of 10. Out of 10, yes. In fact, it owes me stars. It owes you stars? <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, all right, all right. If we're going to get into Fast and Furious, look, I've I've gone ahead and taken the uh, liberty of opening the IMDb page for each of them so that we can have some reference points as we go along here. Excellent. But, look, uh, for those of you that have lived under a rock for God knows how many years, mm-hmm. the Fast and the Furious franchise is a multi-billion dollar franchise about fast cars and idiots, And heists, <laughs> we think. Heist and yeah, they've espionage. become heist movies. No, not anymore. Yeah, now they're the, they, they, now they're GI Joe save them world. Like it's no longer. Yeah, they're not. They are no do, longer heist movies. They I, were heist I movies, read, and they're not now. I I read a brilliant analysis of what they've become, and someone someone wrote that they have essentially become what the A Team movie wanted to become. Yes, steaming pile of shit. Like, <laughs> that's what it is they are like the a-team yeah that <laughs> steaming bullshit all right all right so i i've got open here the fast and the furious 2001 6.8 out of 10 on imdb los angeles police officer brian o'connor must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent undercover to destroy. Can I just say, like, having watched that the other day, from the yeah. beginning, he was not interested at all mm-hmm. in busting that crime. All he wanted to do was race the oh, car. Oh, God, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, exactly. was, he was and not get a the good girl. cop at all. Like, no, he was the worst. There was, there was no point in that did he feel conflicted about what he was doing. He was, he was like, I got to figure out how to get the car. And then he's like, I'm going to get NOS, which reminded me while I was watching it of everyone who was like, every leb in Sydney who was like, hit the NOS, hit the NOS. Like it was, it was a thing. Yeah. He was literally just a guy that didn't give a shit about being a cop and just wanted to be a, I mean, you see that in the second one as well. The fact that he's talking to that absolutely unqualified car guy who's going to be his um, sidekick in, in cracking the case. And that's why he goes off and gets um, old mate. Um, Roman. Roman. <clears throat> um, yeah. and, and so, you know, he, he is such a car guy more than anything else. But now they're no longer about having cars that they want to work on and tune. Now they have cars that are like Ferraris and stuff because it's like, oh, no, why do we need to work on it when you can have a fast car? It's like, well, that's the exact opposite of what you wanted to do. Except for Vin Diesel, who has the same car in every Oh, has the same car and has the same bonnet open all the time with the same tools doing the same thing on every single oh, film. Has oh, he later. never actually replaced anything in that car? Like, Jesus, mate. I mean, no, the they car get him gets to, smashed a oh, few he, times. He, yeah, but... He gets them in one of the latter, last, later ones. One Lada. of the latter ones. Fucking no. In one of the, in one of the later ones. ones, he gets... <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. Um, Correct. In one of the further along in the franchise films, <laughs> the, he gets he gets them to make a hybrid between his classic car and a tank. Oh yeah. Because they drive 
they drive weird like road worthy tanks is that the one through the, the later snow? films yeah which was what, that's eight? the last one that's the Nine. last one number eight the fate f8 yeah that's the, the one where he has a kid yeah 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 can, can, can we just establish really quickly because it, it's going to be criminal if they don't do this they really need to name the final movie because they're ending it at number 10 are they, they though? really need to call it fast 10 your seatbelts they do please if they don't well i appreciate that they're called, i appreciate they called I'm, I'm glad they called the eight one um fate of the furious but i'm annoyed that they didn't yeah. put the i, I can see that the, co- the cover art that says f8 the fate of the furious they should have been yeah the f8 of the furious yeah no i agree with that I love you know that, what annoys me more i love They've that called... they thought they were getting sorry i was gonna say they called the new one yeah. f9 yeah, I noticed that. That's <laughs> it. That. But I love how they think they think that they're getting clever with all of them. Like, the, here we go. Titles. The Fast and The Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. That one was good. The Fast and The Furious. Yeah. yeah. The Fast and The Furious, Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fast Five. Furious Six. Fast and Furious 7, although the poster says Furious 7. Yeah. God knows why. And then, yeah, The Fate of the Furious, which apparently they've resorted it back to just calling it Fast and Furious 8 now. Yeah. Yeah, F9. They tried too hard. They really do. I think think the main issue that, that I have with these films is that they're all just terrible. The acting is really cheese dick in the first one. Like, oh, they're no, but they're, that's the same. It's the same. I what, mean, the only acting in the is, first one. No, no, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's... the acting is awful in all of them. They are. That's what I never understood. And one of the main, <laughs> my, my one of my main gripes of the films and why they're so popular, they are so poorly acted by everyone. And Paul Walker is a terrible actor. And I was going to say, out of all of them, Paul obsession. Walker is somehow the best. Yeah, but he's I think, awful yeah, I still. I agree. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't disagree with that. He <laughs> is probably the best, but it's because Vin Diesel has never proven that he can be a good actor. Paul Walker is terrible at acting, but somehow he's really just people are like, oh, that Paul Walker. Why? There, he's there's awful. a part in the big in the first one where Vin Diesel yells. You know when he steals. Um, Vince's beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he turns around. Oh, when he when he when he yells at him and gets all intense. Yeah, that part where he yells, <laughs> "You embarrass yeah. me!" That was so bad. I started laughing <laughs> so hard. It reminds me of it reminds me of the end of Rocky. Adrian. Yeah, no, it my, reminded my... me of um, what do you call it? Tommy Wise or whatever what his name is. No, you're the room. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. (laughs) You know, you know the part where the, you know the part where, um, where, uh, old mate and, and Paul get into a fight. Oh, sorry. I I should, I should go by their, um, I, I, I don't know. Character names. Character name. We've got Vince and we got, um, Brian. Um, when they get into a. Vince? When they get into a fight, Isn't it no, Vince? Vince. Yeah, 
Yeah, the guy's Vince. Not Vin the friend. Diesel. Who, Vin Diesel? Vince, the friend no, not in Vin the first Diesel. one. I thought you were Vince. Vince. Oh, no, no, the guy from the first one, the one that's friends, that the one that's in love with the sister, but the sister likes Oh, the moron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Vince, idiot. You know, yeah, you know the, yeah. the guy that goes, what are you, sandwich crazy? <laughs> what kind of line <laughs> is sandwich crazy? What, what can I say? I like the tuna. No Nobody one likes, likes the tuna. tuna. <laughs> But yeah, when <laughs> it's just sandwich crazy. Anyway, when when they get into that fight, and then Vin Diesel comes out, and um, a Dominic comes out and breaks it up, and then says he was in my face, and then Dominic goes, "I'm in your face. I can't help it." There's a I'm meme. In your face now. There's there's a meme where where <laughs> Vin Diesel's face has been photoshopped onto Paul Walker's face, and it says, <laughs> "I'm in your face." <laughs> And I can't help oh but think of that goodness, scene. That's amazing. Yeah, I can't help but think of that when I see that scene. But I also can't help but think of what are you sandwich crazy? Every single time I see that scene, um, and also the fact that <laughs> Paul Walker, with his job, spends the whole time on his undercover job working at that mechanic. Um, all he wants to do though is get more nos for his own car. It's like, mate, what are you doing? Yeah, he's he like, he's what the are you worst. Doing? police officer ever but I, somehow he kept, keeps getting reassigned and reassigned to being more and more you know higher, higher up and up. having more and yeah, more like, responsibility what, what did he Who's do hiring him he's the worst cop like look at the no, second no, one they, they do they do explain it they i promise they explain his policing career really they, so yeah really he leaves the force after the, after first... the fourth one doesn't he well, no, he's off the force after the first one, or he gets suspended or yeah. some other thing. Oh, no, 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 he's off the force. I'm, oh, God, I'm having to remember. They all he blur left, together. Cause... He's off the force. Yeah, he leaves, but they call him in and <laughs> offer him to do this to do this job undercover, and in exchange, they'll um, they'll wipe his record clean. And yeah, they'll why? do the same for Roman if such, Roman helps. He did such a terrible he, job. Yeah. The first why do they keep them? Why, did why they in give the him fourth one then? Not just that. Because but why in the he can drive one? and he has the connections. Okay. 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 Sure. 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 Well, then let's skip to the fourth one then. <laughs> why in the fourth one is he in a like a like an FBI suit basically, and he's running around and doing parkour through the town, chasing after them as an undercover. Full, not 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 an undercover, uh, not an undercover cop, and like official officer basically with a uniform. Why does that happen? He did an awful job in the first one. He did an awful job in the second one to the point where um, he went and got his mate to do it, and he also got arrested at the start and had the ankle tag on him. Um, in the third one, he just wasn't around, and in the fourth one, he's in a suit. Like I would have said, yeah, they've, the, yeah, because they've they've taken him back. I no, wouldn't I, I have done that because he did back, a terrible job. I wouldn't have taken him back. He, yeah, he did well, why did they take him back? Even in the second one. The question is, Which, wh- yeah, the question is, why has he been taken back? The second one was the start of the ridiculous stunts. That's what I realized because the second one has that because jump onto s- the boat. <laughs> yeah, the car, yep. or, or not? Not just that, but yep. it also has the the really cheesiness, and they steal some of the money and they walk off all smug with the money that they've stolen. Yeah. The bags, and it Hold also on. has yeah. the part where he's he not looking at the, the screen. He stole the money, and he's still got to keep his job. Yeah. Yep. Ridiculous. He doesn't do but a the good second... job. 
The second one, though, but the second one does have that, that intense scene, probably the most intense scene of any of the films, because I don't count the first movie's scene where they're, they're out the front of that um, Chinese theatre or whatever it is, and uh, the guys and their bikes rock up and start, you know, trying to intimidate them. I don't find that as a scary scene at all. But uh, but what I mean is the, the second film, when the guy has the rat in the bucket on his on his stomach the, oh the, yeah the, i remember um, watching them in the cinemas who is he he's, he's he's a coast he's a coast guard or is he's some sort of like dea agent or something like that and he has the yeah the rat under the the bucket on his chest and that's that's like intense that's like the most intense the film's got really um yeah and in fact it's still the most intense scene all the way up until uh that's it never get more intense than the second one i i have the um yeah, go on. I really don't like Gal Gadot. <laughs> and re-watching these movies made me remind, reminded me of that and intensified that. She's not a good actress. And the fact that she started off on Fast should have warned people about that. Can we just clarify, though? Her character falls about 20 feet in the air to the ground and dies. <laughs> and yet Luke Evans's character flies out the back of the plane arguably to a far more fatal ending and yet he's cushy recovering in a hospital somewhere and comes back for more in number eight and no, yet gal Gadot but, is just uh, gone look, after a but little can, fall but, no, but can we also can we also and he's gonna be back in yeah, fast nine so let's not even so where's gal at no but she hang on but but, but... But also, why is Vin Diesel still alive? His car tumbled down the side of a mountain, down a cliff, destroying itself on every single roll, and yet... Which one? Hang on, which, like... which film are we talking about here? That, that happens to him multiple times. Okay, well, there you go. Why is he not dead? Who does Gal Gadot play? The chick on the motorbike. Oh, Giselle. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She works for the villain in the fourth <clears throat> one and then yeah, that's right. becomes part of the crew for five and six. Oh, the funniest but, part right. is in the very first <clears throat> one that mm. got me laughing because I completely forgot this was a thing. When um, Dom yeah. yells at the uh, Asian guys um, with, mm-hmm. who on the motorbikes, why don't you drive off in your crotch rocket? <laughs> that made me die. <laughs> <laughs> crutch rocket, crutch rocket. Oh, God. that cracked me up as a child and that cracked me up as an adult it was <laughs> okay i've i've got in front of me yeah. the rotten tomatoes scores for all nine fast and furious movies can we so the start eight with main which ones... is the worst can i want you two to guess which one has the lowest score um, so you've got one through eight and Hobbs and Shaw in here. Which is the one uh, where which Brian died again? Seven. Number seven. Okay. So That's number one for sure. That would be, yeah, fate would be the least, I think. I, I Okay, think, so you believe number eight is the lowest? And no, I think, I, think, I think Tokyo Drift's the lowest. I think a lot of people like Tokyo Drift. No, I agree, but I think that for some reason it's a bit. Oh, no, I no, love but, Tokyo but that's, Drift. So do yeah. I, but that's a bit like that's a bit like Harry Potter and um, Prisoner of Azkaban is everyone's favorite, but for some reason it's the wor- like rated as the worst. Really? Yeah, it's a weird thing that one. <clears throat> yeah, it it has a 
it has a weird low rating because I think people like at the time the reviewers not everyone was on the fence of yeah they should go darker a lot of people wanted it to stay at that that Chris Columbus um, child you know honey honey sweet children's fantasy thing and anyway get dark. Um, yeah that's, that's why the fans love it the most I'm one of them um, all right the lowest ranked fast and furious movie on rotten tomatoes is number four fast was, and furious damn it, really? i was about at, to change i was about at, to change my vote to that one at 29 percent <laughs> approval rating yes See, thank you world this incredibility <laughs> so i i divide i divide the furious going? i divide the fast and the furious movies into two categories okay like in my head yeah one yeah, two yeah. and three as in tokyo drift are the originals yep. And yep. everything four yep. and above are the, like, it's kind of like You've saying a reboot. Far. Yeah. So, but out of yeah. out of those four, mm-hmm. like four, five, six, seven, eight, which is actually seven. five, uh, out of those things, and four is Hobbs actually my yeah. favorite. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw, I didn't count. But yeah, so <clears> out of those six, four is my favorite. I don't What's have a favorite. favorite? Yeah. Yeesh. Oh, I okay. So it wasn't as bad as I remembered when I watched it the other day, but I still felt like it was a bit. You know, like, I, uh, Drew, I Drew, liked Drew, when Drew, the twins blew up the toilet. That was funny. right. Yeah, Drew, can you do me what, a favor, just like really quickly? Do? Um, just really quickly. Four is what? Is that the one set in like the Dominican Republic or something like that? Like, is that the one, or is that the one where they drive across the desert through the tunnels? That's the tunnels one. The tunnels one, and that's the one that Letty dies. Yes. Yes. Well, it yes, dies in the car is. that tips over. It tips over and it catches on yeah, fire. Yeah. And, some, yeah. and she's dead, yeah, but somehow she four. walked away perfectly. Number five that's is number what? four. That's, number five is number the five. Safe number five is where um, the rock gets introduced with the safe. Yeah, the rock. The rock is brought in in number five. Is that the one? That's the safe one, or is that the airplane one in number six? That's. You know they drag the safe through the city in Brazil. The safe, the safe was number five. Okay, the safe is number five. Oh wait, number maybe six number six. five no, is my favorite. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. The safe is number five because and that's in that's Brazil where they're. Yeah, they're in Rio for that one. That's number yeah. five. That's the safe one. So that's where the rock is after them. Right, and, and then, then number six is the airplane one, six, and I don't know where the hell it is, and who cares where it is. Six is Luke Evans as the villain that's where they introduce the shaw family who we don't know then but they're going to become a massive part of all of this oh that's right and can i just say having okay i understand to an extent um what's his name what's the other shaw brother's name actor uh one in hobbs um, and shaw jason statham statham i understand to an extent having statham in the fast series but Luke Evans is actually not a bad actor. <laughs> like I love Luke Evans. He's got some he's chops amazing. on him. How the hell yeah. did he end up there? Paycheck. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, <laughs> hey, remember, this is early in his uh, blockbuster career as well. So was it number seven? But I, 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 I like his performance in it. I thought he was quite good in it and very interesting. Like. At the end of the day, like the actors have got to work with what they've got, and I yeah. thought he 
he relished his role, which I, I find a lot of them do. Like, you can tell The Rock is having the time of his life every time he's in one of them. I think Helen you, Mirren loves you it You know too. he's enjoying it. Oh my god, Helen Mirren approached them, and then Vin Diesel <sighs> was just shocked and was like, yes, okay, I will happily put you in there because you're a fan, and oh my god, how on earth are you a fan? <laughs> Helen Mirren um, really Helen wants Mirren to drive... It a car she ca- every time she gets um, well, interviewed I, about it she's like i just want to drive something i hope she gets to because she's coming back in the next one in number nine so i really hope we get to see that um okay so we've done the lowest rated one yeah. number four what would you say is the highest rated of them seven seven yeah it has yeah. to be seven you um, are both you yeah you're both correct <laughs> Well, it was Yay. one of the highest grossing films. In fact, it almost beat Jurassic World that year. Uh, yeah. I have the I have the gross figures as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is the highest grossing of the franchise at $1.5 billion um, worldwide. Um, it ranks at 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that... That's pity score. That's pity very- score. I, I don't think it's entirely pity score. I, I think I it's a good chunk of it is that. Personally, for me, like, it, it's as far as, let's say, favourite based on enjoyment of the films, number seven is my favourite. Like, mm-hmm. I just genuinely enjoy the ridiculousness of the set pieces, especially when they drive the car through the buildings from one building to the next. That it's so dumb and yet so, so funny. Dumb. <laughs> I know, but but damned if I was not on the edge of my seat in the cinema going, oh my god, they're doing this. I wasn't like, saying, oh my I god, I remember... completely into it. I remember very clearly I was with my brother and we were saying, as, oh my god, they're not fucking doing this. It wasn't like, oh my god, oh, oh. it mm-hmm. was like, oh, when for I watched... fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, when I, watched, when I watched it, Bianca, that was my... Re- I was like, are you kidding me are they not about was, to do this no. and they did it and i was like they should have either hit that glass and dropped like a you know sack of shit down to the ground below they wouldn't fly through the air like they had wings and they wouldn't be able to smash the glass on the other side they would have hit the wall hit the glass and dropped because those glass that glass is like bulletproof against wind so that car wouldn't have done that and then made it through and they wouldn't have been able to stop at the other side and then thankfully they didn't at one point. So look, Ed, nah, I just... I don't Look, honestly, think... they should have just shut it down. I don't you think... think maybe that film had angle. a troubled production because because James Wan directed it? Well, I think no, maybe I he think... brought a curse from, from the Conjuring universe over to the Fast I, and Furious. I think that that had a troubled production because it's a bunch of terrible actors doing a terrible job in a terrible franchise. I just thought it was And also your lead Paul actor Walker dies halfway died. through production. Yeah. Yeah. Literally halfway through. Mind you, I on this viewing, I think I noticed a little more what was him and what wasn't. Like, well, all the ones with I... animated faces wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but it's not always easy to notice where the animation was with it. Well, the end scene as they were driving off and looking at each other—that absolutely was not him in a million years. It looked like someone completely. Oh no! Ob- obviously, the the send off was not him. Mm. That was the brothers. Yeah, but even then, like I I was watching it, and and obviously, any moment where there was dialogue, that was 
that was him. Mm-hmm. The scene where he's putting his son in the car and the house blows up, mm-hmm. that is not him. Because oh. the conversation that's had between <clears throat> Dom and Mia, like, it's really, it's funny how they film it. They film it in such a way so that you've got Brian there, but you don't have to look at his face. It's got his back mm. to the camera. Yeah, no, that wasn't him. Car. That wasn't him at all. That conversation yeah, between Mia and Dom yeah. was supposed to happen between Paul and uh, uh, Brian yeah. and Dom. It wasn't supposed to be yeah. Mia. Um, Jordan, no. Jordana Brewster they... did, wasn't supposed to be in as much as the film as she was. Um, she yeah, replaced a lot of Brian's stuff. I think, is that the one where she calls up Dom and like, take him with you kind of thing? Uh, not sure. Yeah. It's either that one, yeah. I think it's that one, not the previous one. I think that one. I think that was, like, some of the stuff that she did because rather than Brian be like, you know, I want to come with, I think she did some stuff. Because I, I, I remember it. reading uh, an interview about it where she's like, she covered a lot of the things that Brian was supposed to do. Um, which is why she was more involved in the eighth one. Like she she's gets not more in the eighth one. Oh, sorry, not in the eighth one. She's going to be more involved in the ninth <clears throat> oh, seventh. one. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. They're, Cause they're bringing her back, which is very nice to see. Yeah. Which... Why though? How are they ridden it? How are they ridden it with, without, um, Brian being there? He's going to be taking Brian's going to be stay at home dad with the kids. Oh, that's just ridiculous. Um, Jesus there Christ, is a thing that they said that they they garbage. might have. I think there was someone who said in one of the interviews that one of the brothers, Paul, one of Paul Walker's brothers, is stepping in for Brian to be like a background character. Um, but yeah, yeah, the brothers have have opened up saying that they'd be happy to do what they did again in some way just to help with closing it out, which I think would be like, I don't agree with making him a, it even was a background character because perfectly. that's a disservice. I don't think yeah, it, you it, can it make it literally had but character. No, the but problem... it literally had five minutes of them driving in pristine white cars and splitting off the road, going a different way. How much yeah. more perfect do you need? Leave them out of it. Don't bring them back. I... The three of them, the baby, the wife, Paul gone. I think that they yeah, should. But... I think that in the very last one, you know how they do the family dinner. Yeah, yeah, they've got to sit down at the table at the end of number ten and all break bread together if, and say. If Brian's, Brian's in just the that, do it just then. have the, just have that scene and show everyone yeah. at the table, but don't need to have them as a character still around. Everyone yeah, I agree with are. that. They don't need to be there until that scene at all. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's the way it should be handled. Just have a car, rock up out front, do it at the house that they started in LA from the first film. At that house, have a car rock up and have someone and you're like, is that Paul? Is that Paul? No, obviously it's not because he's dead, you stupid idiots that watch this bloody film. Um, It's not. But then have him get out. Not No, you know, I'm talking about the absolute weird (laughs) people that love this franchise so much that are all a bit weird and cry and blah, blah. Anyway, have him go in and get the kid. The kid constantly covering his face as he's carrying him. They sit down at the table, everyone cheers, they have a corona, and then the credits come on, and that same Wiz Khalifa song comes on again, and then that's it. And I see you again. 
See, Whoa. here's the thing. We both just sung that, but because of the delay, I don't know if we sung it in queue in time. So to me, it sounded. Funny. To me, it sounded pretty good. I think Thank we'll you. leave that with Phil to um, edit it into time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, have fun with that. Um, Thank you. Anyway, look, I look. Yes, Fast and Furious is Fast and Furious, and we could have spoken about it so much, so much more. Because I mean, I love bagging the shit out of it. You and know, there's it's one of eight my of them. It is so much fun. Can, can I just make it's mention so one thing? Because I was I yes, was writing Monica. notes as I was watching it, just so I could remember to talk about things. The funniest, yes. yeah, yeah. one of the funniest things in the very first one is the fashion. And the fact that Michelle Rodriguez, yeah, Letty, yeah. wears those pants the with pants the G-string built-in. Those cargo yep. pants with the yep. G-string built-in. They were so bad. Plus, she wears, like, those really chunky, like, platform shoes. And I don't yep. understand how that look ever happened. And then Paul Walker's well, hair... Well, well, it's so Ross, bad. I was going to say, yeah, the Paul, Paul Walker's hair is awful. Um, if, again... Again, let's talk about continuity and stuff like that. Look at the third one, the fact they have flip phones and they're selling iPod Nanos, or sorry, iPod Minis, and the cars are the age that they are. And then we get to the seventh one, when they're talking to now a 40-year-old teenager. Um, and, I mean, I talk about the fact that the OC did a poor job at showing teenagers. I mean, we started the show um, with a Breaking Bad conversation, which segued into talking about young people playing, sorry, older people playing young people, and how it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, Lucas Black. <laughs> you know, the fact that he looks like he's 40, but he's meant to be the same teenager he was from the third film? Absolutely not. And, like, where's your flip yeah. phone, mate? You're in Japan, the, the the mecca of technology. Show me your flip phone. Show me how that's all the rage in modern-day world. Come on, do it. No, you can, can't. Can we acknowledge really quickly, because I know we're moving out of Fast and Furious, but can we acknowledge that across the board in those films... Tyrese Gibson is actually really bloody funny in some of those moments. Yeah, I agree. Like, the second one's I some of them, one of the funniest characters. He doesn't always stick the landing, but some of those moments with him mm-hmm. are genuinely hilarious, either for what he's saying or for the or physical comedy yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. Even it's his glances. Just, it's amazing. He is so underrated. I, I used to love, like, you know, as a as a teenager transformers was a huge thing for us for movies and it was so cool whenever he popped up in them because they'd give him all the dumb funny lines as well i swear he Mm. just plays the same character but he is so entertaining and the fact that they had to beef up everyone's roles a little bit for the eighth fast and furious Mm. they really let him fly in that it was so so funny watching him go no 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 like it's time for me to take a lead in the team i'm gonna come up with the plan (laughs) and having him square off against scott eastwood and kurt russell and trying to go oh you know you guys are gonna listen to me now this is my plan and then he just puts his foot in his mouth within a second and next thing you know he's refusing to back his car out of the plane because he's scared that he's going to die. That... Don't blame him. Wait, Scott... Um... I forgot Scott Eastwood was in the films. But no, you know Lucas Black, who we're talking about, is now a teenager, yes. but is 37 IRL? The, the, yeah. So he had to quit... I told you he was in NCIS New Orleans. He yep. had to... Yes, and he it, did, and yes. he, it's not. It's not Robin from Batman. 
Um, <laughs> he had to quit okay, NCIS okay. New They're Orleans. Okay, okay, they're both in NCIS. Yeah, he had to quit NCIS New Orleans to shoot Fast 9. And rather than... Um, Is he in it? Yeah, he's in Fast 9. And Why? to take the time off, he actually had to, oh. like, he couldn't get his contract. He couldn't get the time off. So they couldn't schedule it. So he chose to quit it because obviously he's going to get paid more for fast. Um, oh, yeah. But, like... And if he does nine, he'll get to do ten. Yeah, but the, here's the thing. He quit. And they killed his character off, so he can't go back. <laughs> which... Oh, to NCIS. Yeah, he can't go back. So, which, like, he better, like... He ha- doesn't have much else on his acting resume. I hope he gets something can I, can I just, else. Like, I haven't watched him in NCIS, but I, I always kind of felt like the guy he's playing in Fast and Furious, he, he wasn't acting all that hard. That just was him. I agree. He just walked onto the set one day and they just let the cameras roll. I agree. <laughs> he... I think he plays pretty much the same character if the character turned out to be a marine cop. Does that make sense? So he... Okay, so he is like an army brat bumpkin then. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And <laughs> um, I just can't believe amazing. he quit his job for fast no, and they killed him. I love off, that. So he can't go back. It's not something that he returned to. <laughs> it and I'm just makes like, me really happy. You better do well after this, mate. You're 37. <laughs> You're not going to get many acting jobs. Give it... No, give it a couple of years. We'll see him on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yeah, true. And they'll um, they'll all be asking him, so what was it like working with Vin Diesel? <laughs> yeah, he was... Uh, I, I was like playing as... down the smell of Diesel. I was playing a 17-year-old um, when I was 37. Exactly. <laughs> Ridiculous. Do you like when they had um, Tom Arnold on there? <laughs> now, guys, guys, a little bit like the runway scene from the sixth film, or like how long it takes them to do a quarter mile, changing gears about 45,000 times. This conversation has gone on too long. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, moving... it's gone It's gone the Rio mile, or whatever they called it. Uh, yeah, it's gone the 45 trillion gear changes up and down somehow. Oh, no, the Cuban mile, way. that's it. Um... Let's quickly get to uh, Arthur, and then we'll get to our second of the week because we are now going into. Jeez, I overtime. forgot about Arthur. Yes, we're yeah, going Arthur. into overtime. Um, so we haven't Arthur, had a bumper episode for a while. Where no, that's, that, that's right, Drew. How old is yes. Arthur? As in the character or the show? The show. The show. The show. I so my guess beforehand was around twenty-two years old. It turns out Bianca looked it up. It is twenty-three 24. years old. Actually, twenty-four. 24. I, I, I did the math. Twenty-four years old, lordy. So Arthur started wow. when he was three. Yeah, nineteen ninety-six. And I was, and I was four. Yeah, jeez. I was also three. Goodness me! Now the reason why we brought up Arthur was because. I can't remember why. We, we, I, we I were talking, it was about we're talking about Backstreet the Backstreet Boys. Boys episode. No, we but were talking why? about the Backstreet Boys in general. Because I said I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine today, the episode where they sing I Want It That Way. Oh, oh that's right. That's why. Yeah. Tell yeah. me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. And then I said, and then I mentioned the Arthur episode with the Backstreet Boys and Bianca said that never happened. And then she went looked up and went, oh my God, I forgot that. How weird is it that I that you repress memory? Like you don't remember things. 
until you rewatch them and you're like, oh my God, I remember watching this. I remember seeing this. Well, I love that you don't remember it and then... Like, like now your memory's flooded back with it, but I love that you had clean forgotten that. Yeah. What I love about it, what I love about it is that, um, see, I, I can remember the detail of it. it was a TV event. It was huge. I mean, yeah. a TV event for a child, but it was basically oh, like the ABC watch- went to town on it. Exactly. You'd, you'd watch the normal episode of Arthur. It was always on in the morning and the afternoon, especially while you're on school holidays. You had the morning episode, then it went to boring adult shows, and then it was on in the afternoon. Except for when this happened, and children's shows normally stopped at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock on the ABC. Um, but this one occasion, this went on after all the kids' show, then there was an Arthur special, and it was the Backstreet Boys episode, and it was about an hour long, I think it was an hour long episode, maybe a little bit more. I'm sure it aired on out, Christmas Day. I'm not sure when it did, but, but I... Because I, because I, I've never been able to watch television on Christmas Day. I've never been home to watch television on Christmas Day. I've always been out and about, but, but nonetheless, whenever it aired, I think it aired also on Christmas Day. But it had been on earlier than that. Um, I think. Hang on, original air date September first, two thousand and two. It could oh, have been. been in- it could have aired in Australia in like October, October. and then aired again the on October Christmas holidays. Day. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But I remember, I know, I remember like, like, it being I, a thing. It would have aired on the holidays. I, I remember like you. Mm. Well, the big event, yeah. it was exciting. It was on when kids shows went meant to be on. And it was like, wow, this is big. And it was, a again, it was a bumper episode. It was a, like a extended episode of Arthur. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, and I don't think Arthur was ever anyone's favorite show but it was always a really good show it wasn't a favorite but everyone loved it like it wasn't exactly that's exactly what i mean yeah i think for a long time it was definitely my favorite i think rugrats or captor would have always been my favorite but but no i always loved i always loved arthur no doubt um oh testy pop um (laughs) yeah but but look uh, arthur was incredible i can't believe it's 24 years old like wow it so, so I worked old. it out. It so if they had aged, um, DW would be like 30. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, DW would be like 29 or something. And then Arthur would be 32. What does DW Do stand for? Dora Winfrey? Dora. Dora Winifred. Yeah. Winifred? Winifred. Why yeah, would Dora Winifred Reed. Why would that be your name? I'm assuming she's named after someone what? old. I hope so. Do you think at like 29 she still sings along to Crazy Bus? I think crazy bus, I think she'd crazy be bus. making um, TikToks. <laughs> doobie 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 doobie. She would be doing TikToks. Um, okay, yeah. who remembers what animal was everyone? So Arthur was an aardvark, somehow. A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. Um, yeah. It, it, um, having fun isn't hard when you got a library card. Remember that song? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Binky was a bulldog. Mr. Ratburn, that was a rat. pretty straightforward. Rat. Um, <laughs> who's who's also uh, gay. And he had he always had the gay lisp as well. So it was always like, oh, you know, he's got a lisp. And then turned out he was gay. I love that Jane Buster Lynch played his sister. Buster was a bunny. Huh? Jane Lynch played That's his right, sister. That's right, she did. Oh, nice. Um, cool. I know his Buster pen pal... I know his pen pal who was Turkish was a bear because I always found that funny because yep. bear is like, like the national animal of Turkey. Well, see, they thought about that. What was that? 
there was a guy Bianca. Remember Andreas from school? Not 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 um not the Greek one, but the other one that used to hang out near us in school. Oh, with a lanyard. Don't say his last name. Yeah. Um, with a with a lanyard on all the time. He always reminded me of. There's a character on the show who had a um a uh what's the puppet thing that you put your hand in and it talks a um ventriloquist yeah. dummy yeah ventriloquist dummy he had a ventriloquist dummy that was a giraffe that kid always wore like an orange shirt and everything like that and i think he was some sort of i don't know what he was but he had antlers of some kind or something i think and he always reminded me of um of andreas he was the weird quiet kid i know on the who show. you're talking about but i can't remember his name what franklin i don't know he's weird weird slightly quiet he's like the, the quiet kid in the class no george Oh, George. 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 It was George. It was George. Yeah. 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 He's. I and I've told Andreas many times. I I told him many times that he reminded me of George from Arthur. (laughs) You would, (laughs) as you do. Uh, Yeah. Well, I didn't. So I I had to I had to Google him to remember. He's a moose, and he's Norwegian. Moose. That's why he is. He wears a t-shirt, wearing saying, "I love Norway." I didn't know that. I thought he always wore the orange shirt. Yeah, well, apparently he's in... No, sorry, wait. He's Swedish, but he wears t-shirts that say, I love Norway. Right. Which is Okay, weird. fair enough. Dun, but, um, Muffy... I remember there was an episode with Muffy... Uh, sorry, no, there was an episode with Francine, who was a great drummer and also a great singer, but there was a, an episode where she was trying to be in a band with people and she was going to sing and do the drums, and she was awful at both. And then she went into practicing on That's the same the- one. Is that that one where she's a terrible singer and then she's on the rooftop and then she's singing and being yep. a, doing a terrible job and then they're like, maybe just stick to one thing. Yep. Okay, that's the episode I can remember with that. Okay, well, there you go. Never mind. It's the what same animal one. is Muffy? Aardvark too. I don't know. A monkey? A dog? A dog? Maybe, yeah. She's and a monkey. Holding. Is she a monkey? No, she... isn't Francine a monkey? She's That's in- racist, Drew. <laughs> Francine. <laughs> Animal. Francine Frensky. I don't know. Why, remember when... Remember when... Was it... Is it Arthur that has rabbit, rabbit slippers and Buster has aardvark slippers? slippers? Yeah. Suck Which on is, this, yeah. I'm right. Francine okay. Frensky animal at first result monkey. Oh, she is. <laughs> so is Muffy. And Francine's okay. family is Jewish. So yes, yes, they are Jewish monkey. That's okay. We're moving on. Um, Thank you, PBS. Yes, <laughs> well done, PBS. Uh. uh Yes. What other? No, no, no. So you know what weird about their their like slipper thing? It's quite mm. literally the equivalent of us walking around with slippers with heads on them, like human heads. Yes, that's true. That's weird. Very weird. I also remember there was an episode where Buster's Buster was upset and spoke to his mom about the fact that the parents were divorced. I felt sorry for Buster on that episode. I just remember... That was a very sad episode. I just remember mm-hmm. as a child being weirded out by the fact that Buster wore his headphones on the side of his head rather than on his ears. Yeah, <laughs> on his ears. And then it became a meme when we were older and I was like, oh my God, other people were freaked out too. 
the confusion it wasn't of Buster. Just us. It wasn't just me. Oh, Buster! I just, it's funny. I just have their voices coming like in and out of like just remembering like Buster's was like really weird and whiny. Binky sounded like he was like an old man, and um, Arthur just sounded kind of normal. And then I remember DW's voice changed for a little while, and then it changed back. Binky Arthur's reminded changed, like, me three times over the show's run as well. It does. Binky reminded me of a G-rated version of Nelson from Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the monobrow kid from um, Hey Arthur. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, yeah. Hey yeah. Arnold. That's another show. That, anim- that show was my favourite, actually. I loved Hey Arnold. That show was Good old football really... Then. That show was really weird and very depressing for me. And I, much as I liked it, I also really didn't like it. Because it was so just like kind of dirty and sad and lonely and everyone had mono brows and everyone was a bit pathetic and lame and yeah it was very depressing of a show it but i didn't had mind a it, but lot it just of was real depressing. human issues in it but that's something like like that was something like we were the talking... jewish guy that lived in the the apartment building with them and then there was that time that they all got stuck in a lift and then that woman was having claustrophobia and was saying wide open spaces Wide open spaces, and then Arthur, uh, sorry, Arnold cracked the shits just told everyone to shut up. And the pigeon man, the pigeon man always made me sad. Yep, I always wanted um, Arnold's room. But no, that's what we were talking mm. about a couple of days ago with one of my other mates about TV shows as they that like mm. when we were younger took on some really tough, serious issues, and they were all aimed for kids. But it was because back then yeah. th- there is a reason why, and it makes sense. Back then, Arthur, Hey Arnold, um, like even Boy Meets World and Full House and all those shows mm. that were aimed at for kids, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there was only one yeah. TV in the house. Mm. It wasn't like today when we all have our own separate screen and our own separate TV. And the reason why these are universally beloved shows and like we all watched it is because they're for everyone. They were yeah, they were family time. You, you watched TV as a family, so they could take on more serious mm. issues because chances are you wouldn't be watching that by yourself. You would be watching that with your parents, and your parents you could, could explain yeah, you had that to hit multiple audiences. Yeah, you you'd be able to get that explained to you because like Boy Meets World, for an example, I used to love that show. And there's like an episode on it where, um, I can't remember his name, Ryder Strong's character gets involved in a cult. And there's another episode yep. where like his character went through a whole lot of shit. Like his dad abused him and he lived in a foster home and all this stuff happened to this character. And it was really freaking dark. Like you don't show stuff happening to kids like that anymore in kids shows. And it was a kid's mm, show. No. Like it wasn't rated m or anything uh, it was rated g sometimes pg you don't see that anymore because they no shows today are designed to be watched as a family they're really well that's that's why that's why i i stand by with the idea that um back in my day kid shows were much better because they were yeah, well, look they, at they literally were they weren't designed 
for to be left alone just for a kid's brain to understand. No, they're, they're not designed to be a little bit simpler no. and stupid. They were, they were more complex and had darker issues and more serious issues all throughout. I mean, Degrassi Next Generation required us to get parent parental permission to watch it because I can still recall the episode where the girl went to go and meet up with the boy that she's been talking to online um, only to get there and find out the, the coach said uh, this guy they were saying in a hotel room for this um, hockey team and the coach said oh look the guys have just gone out for um pizza for a walk they'll, yeah they'll be back soon i've got a slight i got pizza here if you want some come into the room and have some pizza and she did and then she felt really uncomfortable and ran out of there because he was a predator like that's not going to be on peppa pig or anything like that peppa pig does have its savage moments don't get me wrong but <laughs> you know the whistling and the phone moment but still it doesn't there aren't shows that have those the kind of, of george <laughs> Yeah, well, there's no shows that have that kind of deeper conversation anymore because it's easier to a- attract a child if they do humor or joy if they do they're, they're very they're to- well not just that they're like tossed up in shows like adventure time and all that where mm-hmm. you, on a surface level you enjoy it because it's pretty colors and all that and you actually have to figure mm-hmm. out the deeper meaning i think that's why a lot of adults like those kind of shows like Adventure Time and there's another one, Steven Universe. Well, it's, it's and... the, but it's the same with Pixar and all that. You know, there's the adult humor and the kid humor. There's the scene that, that I never picked up on as a child where um, Woody was, I can't remember what, who Woody was talking to, but then um, Mr. Potato Head took his lips off and started tapping his ass with it. And I just thought that was funny. I was like, yeah. oh, look, he's being crazy. No, he's saying he's a kiss ass. Well, oh, he's talking about Slinky. He was talking about Slinky who was sticking up for Woody. But in saying that, that, Pixar films are still designed to be watched as a family. No one watches. Exactly. You don't take your kids to see Pixar. Exactly you don't right. leave your kids at the cinemas. So No, ex- exactly but, but right. But that's, that's the benefit of that medium. Exactly. And that's the sad thing is that that medium only exists in cinema now, whereas at home kids are left to their own devices to be able to watch really uninteresting kids shows now because there is no deeper level to them. It's horrific, but a part of that is also the fact that the kids these days are part of a cotton wool generation because we've become such a PC world. No, and I exactly, I, I completely agree. And Drew, like we said on the very first episode, we can't get more PC than this show can because I am PC. You know, we are the yes, most PC. Are. We are the most PC possible. So never attack us for being not PC. Is that just because and of I your can initials? tell you the world is very, very. Yes, um, and and the sh- the world is. Thank you, Bianca. I just <laughs> thought it meant Phil's a cunt, but okay. Well, that too. But come on, it's also <laughs> by birthright. <laughs> but no, what, being a cunt or <laughs> yes, that that. <laughs> but no, the world. I'm trying to justify our little E rating on the show. <laughs> well, I think you've got that up for the episode. I think you've done that just bloody good right. i fulfilled the quota <laughs> you did exactly right but look no the the world is softer than it and it has been before and that is very sad because i think it's too safe and i'm not being kind of no one can turn around and say okay boomer because i'm not a bloody boomer i'm telling you as a millennial. i hate the term m- millennial that unfortunately this world has been brought up to be this way because of the generation before me which is actually gen x so gen x is the reason 
why PC culture exists to this extent. A little bit because that's the way they were brought up by boomers. But I'm telling you that kids today that need participation awards, etc., 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 you know, shit-ass soft TV shows, all that shit is because of the generation before us who are raising the kids of today. Yes, millennials are part of it, but it goes beyond that even. The Karens Mm. of the world are older than, than Gen X, no doubt. And in fact, they are definitely older than... Um, millennials. So it's Gen X and it is boomers that are causing the problem, not millennials. Just so you know. I, I, there was this funny rant about um, the reason why we can't go out and play on the streets anymore is because when Gen X were kids, boomers all realized that was the best picking ground to be pedophiles. So everyone (laughs) stayed inside. And then the reason why Gen Y aren't allowed to like watch things or, or the millennials like weren't allowed to watch things is because mm-hmm. Gen X was scarred by it. So then they wouldn't let their kids watch it in return. So then the re- and then the reason why millennials aren't going to let, you know, the Gen Z stuff do things like it just keeps going on and on and on. Like whatever mm-hmm. scares us in our generation is what we're going to cotton wrap around the next generation. Does that make sense? I'm going to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to make sure that when I have kids, I can go and find copies of all of my kids' shows. Bump in the Night. um, I love Bump in the Night. Bump in the Night. Absolutely. I'm going to find Hey Arnold. I'm going to find Cat Dog. I'm going to find Rugrats. I'm going to find Wild Thornberries. I'm going to find all that stuff for my kids to watch. Way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. No, I know. I'm in the fortunate position of being on the other side of this already. And like behind me on on my one of my shelves of ridiculous film and television collections, I've got a chunk of Rugrats. I've got all seasons of Angry Beavers. Yeah. Um. I got. I've I've got eight seasons of SpongeBob, which is, I think, one of the last cartoons. Yeah. Of our generation that got away with doing all of these things. Yeah. Rocco's Mod Life. You need. But I think, no, I've got both seasons. I think Good. SpongeBob, as much as I, I, I do love SpongeBob, I think SpongeBob wasn't yeah. great at the serious ones. It was more of this. It was the gateway no. into the stupid ones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, I still think the benchmark is Rugrats. I I, I firmly believe Rugrats still did it best. Mm-hmm. I think Daria did we're well. Still Daria, but it was for like, an older age. You graduate to yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I used to watch yeah. Daria at like ten and eleven, and just want to be her. Oh, oh, we all did. But remember, we watched Rugrats at four, five, and six, and then yeah. moved to Daria yeah. shortly after. But they all have done such a fantastic job, and that's why I've, I've tried to buy so many of them, and I force feed them to Marcus because I don't want him spending his days watching the rubbish that's being put out now. And as people that are interested in moving into that industry and are actively finding ways to work toward that, I can't imagine us ever wanting to um, make the sorts of things that are being made right now. We want to be a part of making things that are more akin to what we grew up with. Sure. So we want to keep that alive as much as possible. I I would take the money... That Ben 10 has made, but I'd be embarrassed to say that I'm the creator of Ben 10. You know what? There was one season of Ben 10 that was really good. It was the Ben 10 
One, the first season when he was Omniverse? Si- the first season when he was sixteen. I'm sorry, I actually can't say that I I can agree and have this conversation. I watched I the first the season when he was sixteen because that was the only one I did watch. I didn't watch the beforehands and the afterhands. Mm-hmm. That was good. Hated the rest of them though because that one reminded me of all the like Batman and teen superhero shows. Right. Good, um, folks. Sick end of the week. Yes, I do believe it is that time. It is, most certainly. Um, this week is that guy whose name I actually lost. Oh, here we go. I found it. Um, Captain Tom Moores. Yes. Captain Tom. What is he? Uh, Captain Tom Moores raised twenty-eight million pounds for NHS fundraising by. Doing laps of his garden. Yes, I believe he did 100 laps of his garden, something like that. 100 laps of his garden. He's a 99-year-old war veteran. There you go. And that is exactly why... That is a phenomenal effort and a phenomenal amount of money that um, he rose... Raise? Rose. He basically did a fun run around his backyard. Yeah, at 99 years old. Because obviously we're in lockdown, so he had to do it in his backyard. But what a great effort! What a what a great way to bring attention to the NHS and all that they're doing for this country, this nation, um, indeed group of nations. Um, I think that's a phenomenal effort, and I absolutely agree that he should be our sick Kent of the week. Not much more to mm. say on it other than that he did an amazing job. Um, and congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! And I mean, to people him. are and, yeah, starting yeah, campaigns for him to be knighted, but I think this is more of an honour. I would say so. The second of the week <laughs> honor is the greatest, highest honor uh, of all of them. Anyway, as we now head and edge towards the ha- an hour and a half mark of the show, Drew, Philip, we're at the end of it. Bianca, we are. Yeah. I say thank you. <laughs> no, no, that was correct. I say thank you, <laughs> Drew. I say thank you to you. Thank you, Phil. Thank, thank you, Phil. you. I say thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Thank I say you, thank you. Yeah, always thank you to Bianca. I say thank you to the audience for listening and sticking with us. Hopefully it was enjoyable. And thanks, Kent. Thank you, Kent. You absolute sick Kent. And thank you to um, Captain... Tom Moore. Tom Moore. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Until next week. Drew and Bianca. Yep. yep.